Hey, y'all. Welcome to Fast Cars and Freedom, your worst take network NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Joining me today are my boys, Matt and Chris. How's it going, guys? What up, girl? Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't shoot an episode last week because they didn't race until Wednesday. And then Thursday, Matt and I had to watch the Panthers lose to his team, the Falcons. Which was like not even fair because they just straight up tried to murder my quarterback. But, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> and then Friday, I think, like, Friday was just such a weird day at work. When we got off work, we were just kind of like, yeah, not even in the mood. And then Matt had to work Saturday and Sunday. So it was like, we'll just do a, a double header on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. But this is episode 14. I'm yes, starting ma'am. to lose count. Yeah. Uh, episode 14, and we decided to name this one Clint Boyer because he's retiring. And thank you, Clint. Which is going to be exciting. I cannot wait to see him in the broadcast booth next year. Right? That's going to be so much fun. He's going to be so freaking entertaining because he does not hold back. No, I don't think he's going to be uh, like remotely neutral. I think he's just going to call it how it is. I think so. I would have really liked for him to call that race last night and tell us what was going on there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we have to we have to go back to last week. But before we do, congratulations to Chase Elliott for his win at, win at Martinsville. He had to win to get in. He did it. Him and his team dominated all day. And now Chase is in his first ever Final Four for the championship. And I think that is incredible. Pretty solid. That was a great win. It was a great win, wasn't it? Um, I definitely want to get back to it and talk about it, but I think we got to go back to uh, Texas and Kyle Bush. Kyle freaking Bush got his win last weekend, or psh, not even last weekend, last Wednesday. Yeah. Keeps the streak alive. Yeah, that's 16 years now. He's won at least one race. Yeah. Yeah, and in good company, too. Did y'all see the list of drivers who have actually won consecutive uh, or won, won a race in consecutive years? No, I haven't. Yeah, I don't recall. I, well, lucky for you guys, I have it somewhere. But I take so many dang screenshots on my phone, I don't even know. Um, let me find it. I know... Ricky Rudd was on that list. Oh, yeah, what? I remember that. Yeah, that surprised yeah. the hell out of me. I was very, yeah, here it goes. So, Kyle Bush now joins Richard Petty, David Pearson, Jimmy Johnson, Rusty Wallace, and Ricky Rudd as the sixth driver to win in at least 16 straight seasons. That is nuts. Rusty and Ricky are like the two kind of on the outs. Right. I wouldn't even have thought of. No, not in a million years, but I thought that those two names would be on there. Ricky Rudd, I think that's awesome, though. Oh, absolutely. I loved Ricky Rudd when I was a kid. I think it was probably just because it was fun to say his name, but I still liked him. I don't even know why it was fun to say, because it was an alliteration, I guess. Ricky Rudd. I don't know. I liked it. I just remember him from Fighting Harvard in Richmond. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Busch got his win, and God, I loved that car. I loved that Zombie Skittles car. 100%. We ordered some to do giveaways on uh, Twitter and stuff. So those should be coming in the mail. But 
Well, and one for myself because I really like that paint scheme. <laughs> um, yeah, that paint scheme was awesome. And then pretty much like Martinsville this weekend and Chase, Kyle dominated Texas. Like no one was going to stop him. Yeah. What was really impressive to me was that last time he came down and they were going to stretch the fuel mileage, how uh -huh. they like slowly lowered the jack so they get every drop in there. Oh. I thought it was awesome. I forgot all about that. That was the smoothest set down for a jack jackman ever, I think. Yeah. It's genius. He's just letting it straight down. I have you know, it seems like the pit crews are the guys that are really making the the, the game winning calls, you can Swear. say. We're right? gonna get to that later, but you're not even playing. Seriously, that was such a good call. It's like it sucks that it was like too late for Kyle, but I do think it's super cool that he got to keep his streak alive like that because that's impressive, and Kyle is going to go down as one of the greatest. So, oh, 100%. I think that's awesome for him. Uh, and honestly, like, I don't even really remember what happened in Xfinity last weekend. Like, I'm pretty sure I watched the Xfinity and the Truck Series race last weekend, but like, so much has happened since. Well, I mean, Chastain kind of he kind of got driven hard, and then he kind of gave up and decided to just turn right down the middle of the straight and crash everybody. <laughs> I do remember, and I do remember Christian Eckes and Ben Rhodes at one point in the truck series got into it. That was fun. That was fun. And who else did Ben, ben Rhodes dump uh, some other, some other uh, KBM car? It was another KBM car, wasn't it? Yeah. He was just coming after all of them. And then this weekend, too, oof, this weekend, too, he dumped a KBM truck. He's, he's not going to make dude's friends. A dirty driver. He's no. not making any freaking friends out there. He dumped he dumped Raphael Lassard on Friday night because I was like so happy. I remember texting Matt because I was in my friend's garage. There's this retired master sergeant who lives down the road from me, and she's got like the heater in her garage, the TV set up in there. She's got two recliners, and it's just like this is where I'm trying to like live my best life. So, right. Yeah, so she texted me. He was like, hey, want to come drink beer and hang out? And I was like, uh, can you get the truck race on? And she was like, let me see. Yep, it's on. So I went down there and watched with her. And Rafael Assard was out front with, what, like 10 to go or something like that? Yep. And I texted Matt, and I was like, Lassard's out front. Lassard could win at Martinsville. And then Ben Rhodes, just for no good reason either. Ben Rhodes wasn't even in the in the final eight, was he? No. I didn't think so. Nope. So there was really nothing for him to gain by doing. What is his deal? He's just mad. It's a, uh, certain guys just cannot, you know, differentiate. You know, when you're when you're being raced hard, and and then you know when someone tries to do you dirty, but you got to be the bigger person and you know just drive around them. Uh, but yeah. a lot of these guys, a lot you see a lot in the truck series, and you start seeing it in the expanding series too, where just people just start dumping people for no reason. I mean, we saw it with Kyle Busch when he was young when he did the Ron Horner day at the same track. <gasps> that made me. I remember that. That made me so angry when that happened because it was like Horner day was competing for the championship in that race, was he not? Uh, yeah. And then that was also what did he not he followed him around that track under caution I think he, when he dumped I think him he got spun in one and two chased them all the way down and three and four after they were coming down the pace, under caution yeah, under caution 
Uh, Hornady tried to get away, and then he ran to the back of him, tried to wreck him once, didn't get it, got him the second time, and wrecked both cars. And you can hear his crew chief telling him, don't do it, don't do it. I remember that. His crew chief and his spotter were on the radio telling him to calm down and stop. He did not. Oh, that's too funny. Have you seen that clip, Matt? I'm pretty sure I've showed it to you before, but you were probably drinking and don't remember. Yeah. Now that you guys are talking about it, I remember it. You have showed me. It made me so angry. I remember that was back when it was really hard for me to pull for Kyle Bush. And I was like, he needs to be suspended for the rest. I think he actually did get suspended for like 10 races or something like that. I think the like commentators involved for it too. Yeah. Because it was, it, that was, that was dangerous what he did. And everyone else yeah. on the track is under caution. And they're driving like 40 miles an hour. And it, this dude is going 70 miles an hour chasing him down. And Rex the, champ, well, the championship leader at the time. Yep. Bit ridiculous. A little bit of a temper tantrum. Uh, Kyle has matured a lot since then, though, and it was really cool to see him get his win at Texas last week, though. But, man, there were so many issues at Texas on Wednesday. Like, uh, Harvick, Harvick hit the wall before the first rain delay ever happened because the track was wet. Denny Hamlin had issues, I believe, and then chase when they finally went back to green chase ended up like came down pit road and i think he got fuel only to finish the stage and then when he came back as soon as he left pit road was like man i got a tire going down and had to come back down pit road so he ended up like two laps down yeah that didn't make a lot of sense to me uh they already had a full you know fuel slash tire run uh the, the stem previous and everyone was already talking about how bad the tires were and how much they'd be graded and and some yeah. and they, they you know they showed it on the tv how some of the cars are literally like maybe a lap or two from just blowing up and when chase pitted they you know he said that as soon as he pulled off as soon as he got back on the apron that he already felt the vibration and that you know luckily that didn't hurt him that you know the week after you know, coming back to the future here, but man, I I don't know why they decided to just go fuel only. Yeah. I don't get it either, man. I don't either, but yeah, it put him and his team in a bad spot and put Harvick in a bad spot. Kurt Busch had had issues this round. Um, Harvick was definitely having issues this round. It was like all the guys that I think we kind of expected to see up there weren't really like stuff was happening to him and then MTJ MTJ ended up finishing like tech second at Texas, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he, uh, he was definitely trying to get that win so he can get in. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Kyle ran out of gas right there, he, he was definitely getting caught. Yeah. So yeah, Sheldon Creed won at, uh, won the truck race. And then Harrison Burton ended up winning the Xfinity race last weekend. Cause that was his first race win. And it was really cool. Uh, listening to his because his dad was commentating that race when he won so i thought that was really cool other than that i really don't remember much exciting any exciting things happening um during the xfinity race though that was anthony alfredo's last race this season did y'all i know i showed you matt chris did you see anthony alfredo's post-race um interview yeah he held it together you know, up until the last part, but uh, I, we'll see him again, and he'll be in a lot better spot than just being that kind of part-time guy. I think he's really going to 
in the next couple of years, you'll see him up in the Cup Series. Hopefully, if Richard Childress uh, decides to hang on to him or even get picked up by um, another Chevy, you know, team or something like that. But yeah. um, he, he has a good future ahead of him. I think so, too. I'm really excited to see him back next season and hopefully he gets a full-time ride i didn't realize his fans were called sauce mafia though and i like that that's legit team sauce i like it yeah i like it too i'm gonna have to get a t-shirt i just got a matt Benedetto t-shirt in today and i'm super excited about it um but yeah so i thought texas was pretty cool texas is pretty boring because i think texas is always boring yeah usual texas race yeah like i don't I don't love Texas being a playoff race, but at the same time, I guess, like, they would like to throw a little calm inside of the chaos, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been documented histories, uh, plenty of videos of why people hate Texas. I've been a season ticket holder there, I think, for, like, a good straight four years, and I can only remember maybe one or two good races. I think the IndyCar series has had better races at that track than anything else, um, but when they went they went ahead and repaid the track and reconfigured it and it really just became a one and a half lane track that yep. we've seen the last couple of years and with nascar trying to kind of gimmick these races they just throw pj1 up top to get people to race it like they would uh atlanta it yep. doesn't it just doesn't make the racing any better especially when it's raining and it's cold so that pj1 you might as well just you know head towards the wall anyhow and we, right? you don't see nothing but bad crashes at that track. A lot of people just make kind of really daring decisions and just bold decisions that doesn't bode well for them at all. And you see constant wrecks that really shouldn't happen. You see a bunch of pileups. Uh, the racing product is just not where people thought it would be with that track. And I don't think it'll be on the schedule for that much longer, to be honest with you. And I am okay with that. Yeah, dude, let's turn it into a road course, baby. I've said this a million times. Yeah, I know. I'm Matthews 100% no. backing you. There's Thank plenty you. of room there. Plenty of room. Plenty they, have a, they have a round course. cross course there. Not exactly. Course. Let's run that. Why not? They, I don't even think Texas Motor Speedway gets a third of the fans in the stands that it used to back in, what, 97, 98? Because it's boring. Yeah. I'm I mean, not... What, I the mean, first granted, race, they had a, a wreck there? Yeah. If I lived in Texas, I would probably go to it just because. Because even like when we went to Fontana a few years ago, that was a pretty boring race also. But we were there, and we were drinking beer, and we had the sound and the smell and all that stuff. So yeah. we had a blast no matter how the race ended. So if I lived in Texas, I'd probably go to it just to see truck or cars run live. But... Well, if you're a junior fan, that's where he got his first win. So that, that kind of just holds into the heart of people. You just got to be able to take a week of leave to see one race there. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, Thanks. definitely. No. I'm still trying to go to Phoenix this weekend, but somebody. Somebody. Somebody yeah. thought, has some forethought. You know, no, eight months that's ago. not true. Why am I going to be, a, first off, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you did not. Eight months ago, you got told you were moving to Luke Air Force Base, and you didn't really have a choice, so you bought season tickets. Why well, am I going to buy season tickets for a race when I don't even live in that state? Because the person knew that you were going to PCS, and then they were like, oh, wait, there's a racetrack here. I might as well buy season tickets ahead of time. I don't, this is not, no. Why am I going to buy season tickets? Don't act like, no, stop it. 
<laughs> I'm already got next year planned out for most of my races. I'm so done with you. I don't uh, even. You're selfish. <laughs> we should go to Vegas next year. Oh, I already good. am going to Vegas next year. You went to Vegas this year. You went to Vegas without us. Yeah, but not year. to the race. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. <laughs> Just start uh, petitioning for them to run in Utah. Where are they going to run summertime. in Utah? There's plenty they, of tracks. They could run a road course out there. You guys have one of the best ones. We could. They could. That would be pretty cool. All right, I might start that petition. There you Let's go. do it. I'm down. Okay. That'd be super freaking cool. I'm so excited for next season, honestly. Like, we still have one race left this year, but I'm so excited for, like, the Bristol Dirt Track. I'm so excited for Coda. I'm so excited for Atlanta. New I'm teams. so excited for what's the course in uh, Road Wisconsin? America, dude. Got yep. everything. Road America. New teammates, new drivers, and different cars. And man. But, anyways, so we were at Martinsville this weekend. Like I said, Rafael Assard was leading, and I was so excited for him because he was such a nice guy and so fun to talk to. And then he gets just dumped by Ben Rhodes. And then poor Austin Hill, I felt so bad for him because something just, like, blew up. His car just, like, was done, or his truck was just – it just quit. And Austin actually, like, he was fighting for the championship. And had he made the championship, then that's Eddie DeHaan's truck driver – Justin Allgaier made it in Xfinity. Chase made it in uh, the Cup Series. Eddie DeHaan's going for a trifecta of spotter. Like, I don't think that this guy gets enough credit. Because, come on now. Right. That's not a coincidence that all three of your drivers almost made it. Two of them made it, one almost, and completely out of his hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's still real legit, dude. That's solid. But, yeah. Who ended up? winning that race i don't even remember um i know sheldon creed won last weekend the grant infinger that's who won this weekend that's who won the truck race that was a surprise win too it was it really was but i didn't hate it i'm just i honestly i was just glad it wasn't ben Rhodes after he dumped right. his hard um aka and then, mr dump truck yeah right and then uh was it Harrison Byrne won back-to-back? He won at Martinsville in the Xfinity Series. And I did not know this, but the youngest driver to ever win Martinsville was Jeff Burton. Oh, that couldn't have been – that could have played he out any better. couldn't time any better. Yeah. Yep, until Harrison Burton won it this weekend. And now he is the youngest driver to ever win at Martinsville. That is solid. Definitely, that's not so cool. And then it was fun to watch, too, because him and Jeb were actually racing each other for a while. And I just thought that was cool that those two cousins were out there, like, battling each other. And then Harrison ended up winning it. That was super exciting for him. I'm excited yeah. for that, that family and that lineage just to get those guys to the Cup Series. And hopefully uh, they don't get the same treatment in the TRD kind of family that, you know, everything's kind of been going around lately with the – Taylor Racing Drivers and Eric Jones and just the history of those guys. But hopefully we see the Burdens battle in the Cup Series in the top flight. That would be I awesome. Agree. Yeah, I'd really like to see that. But yeah, the, the Xfinity, I thought all races at Martinsville, but it's freaking Martinsville. I thought all the races were amazing this weekend. And then we get to the Cup race on Sunday, and it's Kevin Harvick, uh, Brad Kay, 
Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott. And the only guy who is 100% in the final four is Joey Logano. So, Not a fan. If Chase doesn't... No, me neither. But if Chase doesn't win this race... Chase does not make it to the four. I think there was, what, and three people in that spot? That same yeah, situation? Yeah, there was a lot of Kurt Bush. Yep. Kurt Bush. And uh, TJ. Alex and, Bowman. And Truex, too. He was down like 80 points since he tried to shave off the yep. top of his spoiler. <laughs> since he got caught cheating. I, I think he's the most cheatingest. Well, I can't say Him that. Kyle. He's been caught the most. He, I think it's the team. They're not even, that's what, that's the issue though, is like, we know that everybody cheats, but I mean, come, do it better, dude. Yeah, how have you not learned by now? You literally get caught caught. every weekend. Seriously, almost every single weekend you get caught cheating. Figure it out. Cheat better. Goodness gracious. (laughs) I'm not playing. The thought crossed my mind when Chase got out and he started beating the roof of his car. I was like, I wonder if he's trying to hide something. Right. Oh, we've seen it before. They don't allow them to jump on top of the car anymore. And then um, yeah. I remember, I forgot who it was, but it wasn't that long ago that during the pit stop, I think it was a Martin Truex uh, car. Uh, was where, it Truex or Harvick? I think it was Truex. Well, I, I think remember. it's both of them because I remember one of their Jackman. The Jackman. just slam his ass up against the, <laughs> against the side yeah. of the car <laughs> just to create he a dip. He threw himself into the side of the car yeah. for a better uh-huh. arrow. It, but they actually made him come back down pit road and fix it. Yeah, and then what was it? Harvick's win at, I want to say Vegas, where he had the dent. With his back window. Yeah, his back window. So, you know, yep. they, they try to find every rule in the rule book. And this is, I think this is part of the era where Junior Johnson would have just thrived of just finding so many different rules. Oh, oh my so God. Amazing? 100%. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Oh. Just every it's week, having... just NASCAR going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's funny. That's the thing, though, is Junior got away with it. Like, MTJ's crew is not getting away. They just got to figure it out, man, because we're fine with it. We all know. I mean, and the people who aren't fine with it, it's because, like, I don't even believe people aren't fine with it. I think it's certain people who are sitting there, like, when their driver gets caught, they're like, but my driver never cheats. Uh. <laughs> right. All of them do, boy. Yep. Every single one of them does, and it don't bother me at all. I just wish they, I just wish MTJ would do it smarter, because <laughs> it's like you waste all this effort, and then it never works out for you, guy, because you get caught every single time. And it's like, just imagine if he didn't get caught, how dominant that nineteen would be. Right. Shoot. Get out, because even after he got caught at Texas, he still came in second. Like, are you serious? Dude, I'd like to see a race where they're just, they throw the rule book out the window. You can do whatever you want to this Might car. Might as well do that during the All-Star race. That's what I'm saying. I think so. that would be amazing. I mean, you remember when uh, they had, what was it, Sam Hornish when he came into the business and he had that skewed car? I forgot what they called it. They called it something. But uh, when you look down on the straight, it looked like his car was completely aimed at the inside wall. I remember that. That's nuts. And he dominated. Oh my gosh, he dominated that race with like no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to see. I agree, but just the all-star race. Yeah. Um. 
But what else happened? God, because this race, there was so much that happened. This race, like you were saying earlier, Chris, like the MVP of this race was Chase Elliott's Jackman. 100%. Like, to have the wherewithal and to know that, know the rule book so well, and to go back and reset yourself on that wall. I didn't even know that was a rule. The freaking Dell Jr., Jeff Burton, Steve Letard, they didn't even know it was a rule. Right. NASCAR probably didn't even know it was a rule, but decided that it was okay. It probably was not a rule. Who knows? It 100% was a rule. <laughs> I mean, it was it's, a it's rule. not like they, I mean, they brief so little at those uh, briefings. If you ever go to a NASCAR race early enough, they actually show you sometimes the certain tracks, um, like the, like the rules of the race. So like, you know, when you go to Homestead, Homestead kind of has that, uh, that, that runoff that technically is the pit lane and it starts mm -hmm. in, you know, turn three, but every once in a while you go to certain racetracks are just like that. And they tell you like, Hey, this is where you guys can pit exit, you know, kind of like the, the uh, Kevin LePage yellow line rule, you know, don't merge directly out of the pit lane type of thing. And it's, uh, certain tracks that you go to, you get to watch that. And I can't even remember just like half the rules that you get there. Like in Richmond, you had the, that kind of square, uh, that Clint Boyer and a couple other guys got dinged for oh, a couple yep. of years ago. And it's just like every race, you just see something new within the rule book. And you're like, I didn't know that was a thing. And you look to everyone else that's been watching the exact same race as you. And then they go, yeah, I didn't know that was the thing either. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Okay. I didn't know if you're going to stop talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> crew members feet and or pit equipment must not touch pit the pit road service before the vehicle is one pit box away from its assigned pit box or the equivalent marked distance. Should a crew member's feet premature, prematurely touch the pit road surface prior to servicing the vehicle, said crew member or members can reestablish their position back to or behind service wall prior to servicing the vehicle to avoid a penalty. Which back to was key there. He jumped, he put his foot on top of the wall and jumped off of it kind of like and then went yep. back around i think and here's the thing too if chase had advanced his position because of that then i think people could be mad but chase gained nothing he actually lost spots on that pit stop so why is everybody so upset about it and everybody's like on twitter like oh of course because it's chase elliott it's nascar's golden boy they wouldn't have made that call for any other driver yeah they, they would have yeah i beg to differ I don't think anyone that was a smart that's heads up play. Everyone, everyone kind of just is conspiracy theorists. I think that's the best way we can describe most fans nowadays. If something happens Swear. and it doesn't happen for, say, your person, you're just going to throw every type of conspiracy out there. And, you know, right now, NASCAR is kind of investigating two situations right now. But still, yeah, I don't think it's really going to change the outcome because you can't really go back and penalize so, something. So I did see NASCAR reviewed Eric Jones's radio communications with him between him, his spotter and his, um, and his crew chief, which is funny because his, his spotter 100% came over the radio and said, uh, what's his name? Ray, Ray Corelli came over the radio and said, Jones, don't pass Hamlin straight up. And we watched it. We watched it. Eric Jones, 100% had the car to pass Denny Hamlin. I think that's showing what a good driver he is or like a good teammate he is, him not doing it. Because if I'm Eric Jones, I'm not your teammate next year. You fired me. Like, yeah. you're replacing me next year. I don't care what you tell me. I'm going to go out here and get the best finish I can get. Right, because that's money in my pocket. Yep. I'm not doing it for Denny Hamlin 
But Eric Jones did what it did, but NASCAR did announce that they reviewed everything. And Eric Jones's crew, Eric Jones and his crew will not receive a penalty. So if Eric Jones isn't receiving a penalty, Denny Hamlin's not receiving a penalty, and I don't think Kevin Harvick's receiving a penalty. Yeah, I don't think NASCAR doesn't really have the problem with team team rules and team orders like uh, other motorsports do. Uh, just because there's so many people in one team, it's not like a two-car team yeah. type situation where like an F1, you guys are like, yeah, this guy's fast and you let him by. And obviously that's kind of just how the team wants to place people. Uh, we've seen that in the Michael Schumacher days, but bringing it back to NASCAR. Are you eating a candy bar? I am not. How did you know? Because I can hear it. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I literally just unwrapped it. I didn't even put it in my mouth yet. Yeah, that's what I could hear nice. is you unwrapping it. That's funny because I did it under my desk. You know what? I got so much candy left over from Trick or Treat. How about you don't judge me? Okay? I'm eating a freaking candy bar. So. <laughs> Sorry she interrupted you, that, Matthews. That Continue. Zombie, that zombie I mean, if I didn't, was he going to stop, though? <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. I'm going to go with not. <laughs> we don't even know where you were, and we don't even care. I'll just talk about Team Wars. Chris. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it happens all the time, and we saw it. Like, perfect example was when William Byron won Daytona 500. Had Chase not dropped out of line a million times to give him his spot, does William Byron win that race? I don't know. Does say Daytona 500? I just went at Daytona. Um I don't know if Willie B wins that race if his teammates aren't helping him out like that. It's It happens. It's part of the sport. It 100% is. What's the point of being on a team together if you can't help each other out? Right. I don't know. I will say, though, Kevin Harvick's Hail Mary at the end, trying to wreck Kyle Busch, was about the funniest thing I've seen Kevin Harvick do all season. Well, I mean, that's oh, kind of typical of him with playoff form. I mean, he did that in Talladega and what? Three years ago, four years ago, where he just mm -hmm. decided to spin as much as he can. Yep. I mean, there's Wait. not a single driver on the track that would not have done the same thing. I oh, don't yeah. think so. I don't think so at all. But it was so funny because it was so obviously blatant and nothing about it was like subtle. He just yanked the shit out of that wheel right into uh, Kyle's car. Actually ends up wrecking himself. Kyle does the most beautiful 360 and finishes in the exact same position he was in. Yeah, that's nuts how I he was, held on to that. Maybe he's seen it coming. I, th I think he knew. He had he to knew. have. He had to have. It's like any second now he's going to he's gonna try to dump me. Here we go. I was dying. That was so funny. But that's so insane and so sad because Harvick has had such a freaking season. And now he's out. So I guess they consistent throughout the playoffs. If there was anybody that could just point their way in, like just on merit, it had to have mm -hmm. been him. I mean, he was a regular season champ. He had, he pretty much just didn't even need to really win races throughout the whole uh, playoffs. He just needed to be like top 10 the whole time. He just would have been fine. And, yeah. you know, a couple crashes here, a couple miscues there. And next thing you know, you're not in the final four. And that's got to be disappointing. Um, yeah, that's oh, nutty, know it hurts. man. And that's nutty. You know, there's going to be a bunch of people on Twitter and, and all social media just saying go back to the old point system. And yeah, you know what's no, so dumb? You know what's so dumb? Let's actually go. It actually, and you know what? It depends on the old point systems too, because we've had different playoff formats, like six different ones in the last two decades. So 
which playoff are we talking about? Like, if he's all the, he's already would have freaking won the championship. No thanks. I'm not watching that. That's boring. Yeah. But it's a sport, and that's the thing is like football because people are sitting there saying that like it's not a stick and ball sport. So why are we doing it like this? I don't understand what it matters if it's stick and ball or not. There, it should be like this because a football team could go out and dominate all Patriots. regular season. Right, they can dominate all regular season, and then they can lose one game in the playoffs, and that's it. Their yeah. championship hopes are gone. These guys get three opportunities three different times in three different stages. So, like, Harvick should have performed, and that sucks. Really, really sucks for him and his team because he dominated this season. But at the same time, uh, you want to know who stepped up in these playoffs? Chase freaking Elliott. Because Chase won the last race before the round of eight to get himself in there, and then he went and won last night. He's that's two in the playoffs now, two wins in the playoffs. Yeah, he's had a a pretty solid car every track we go to. It seems like. I'm just saying. Those guys are dialed in, man. They're out, they're on a mission. We actually did a Twitter poll, and we asked our followers who wins the 2020 championship. It's got another day left on it, but it's got 30 votes at the moment. And 54% have picked Chase Elliott to win. Denny Hamlin is cut, is second with 21%. Kozlowski at 14 and Logano at 11. Yeah, I don't see Logano winning it. I really don't. I can see Brad K being at the right place at the right time, though. I just, I, I have no clue. Are we at that point where we just need to start talking about who's going to win each series? <laughs> yeah, I already know who I think is going to win each series. Who do you think is going to win each series? Uh, I think Sheldon Creed wins in trucks. I think Chase Briscoe wins in Xfinity, and I think Chase Elliott wins in Cup. I concur with all those. I concur, but I think Denny will break that streak for some reason. I just I have that feeling. He, he's either going to go out real early, or he's going to win. And I'm only picking Denny, so, so I, I think- can jinx him. you know what's funny though and this is why i'm sticking Uh, with chase the only time i have ever got our pickums right is when i bet on chase elliott granted i kind of cheated the last three weeks because i picked him for the last three races (laughs) actually that's not even true i picked him for the last four because i picked Uh, him for the roval i picked him for kansas i picked him for texas and now i've picked him for i picked him for martinsville but he won two out of four though so yeah and before that, the only other time I picked him was the Daytona Roval. This is going to be a crazy so, week. I think... <sighs> I can't wait. I think it's Phoenix, and I think sometimes Phoenix can be a boring race. But I think because it's the championship, it's going to be anything but, and I'm very excited. I think that's what makes this this final race, like, you know, kind of the the end all be all because it's Phoenix typically like you said not that fun of a race to watch is actually it actually gets pretty boring considering it, it races like a short track but they run it like a you know like a <laughs> raceway so it's it's not really that great um but with the you know the championship implications everyone's going to be watching every single lap and I don't yeah. think anyone's going to get I don't think anyone's going to run away with it no I don't either. You know what's funny is like, because obviously all of the haters came out talking about the Jack rule, the Jack man, and uh, talking about Chase being the golden boy. And if we went to any other championship playoff point system, blah, 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 
I think it's funny all the people that come after Chase Elliott, and I really don't understand it because he's the youngest. He's the only rookie to ever win a championship in any series. And Chase Elliott has now had 10 wins, if you don't count our, the All-Star this year, which points-wise you don't. Um, but for real, the first race after COVID, Chase Elliott should have won. Yeah. Then Chase Elliott could have won the Coca-Cola 600. Chase Elliott could have won so many races this year if stuff didn't happen. He could have won at Bristol against Logano. I mean, I honestly think that Logano probably would have won that race, but Chase could have won that race. You know what I mean? And he's had the car to where he's in it almost every single race. And if he's not, he's consistently running up there or something stupid happens. So, like, I don't understand where all the Chase hate's coming from, but somebody actually posted on Twitter um, what it would look like if Chase, um, if we used other point systems, right? So if we used the 2004 to 2006 um, race for the Chase or the Chase playoffs, whatever, if we use that points format, Chase Elliott's in first right now. If we use the 2007 to 2010 playoff uh, point system, Chase Elliott's in first. If we use the 2011 to 2013, Chase Elliott's in first. If we use the 14 to 16, Chase is in third. And now 17 to 20, Chase is in third. So, I don't understand. You can't make everybody happy. Nope. No, you can't. Haters are going to hate. You know, it's funny because I was actually talking to friends about, and we've talked about it before, like I think since doing this, I have literally just become a fan of the sport in general and like almost every driver out there. Where before I think I used to be one of those. Like I only liked my driver and I hated everybody else. You just pay attention to what he's got going on and mm-hmm. screw the rest of them. I like I like doing this because it, it has definitely expanded my knowledge about the sport for sure. Yeah, but you find out little little like tidbits about certain drivers at like certain tracks. You're like, man, I did not know that. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I like it. Oh, Ryan Blaney did tweet and it had me dying. I think I sc- I screenshotted it, but I forgot to send it to you guys. Ryan Blaney said. <laughs> he said, because he's been uh, the runner-up at Martinsville both times this year, right? And um, when MTJ won, Blaney was in second. And then yesterday when Chase won, Blaney was in second. And uh, he posted, he said, being the bridesmaid both times at Martinsville this year sucks. He was like, I'll take a normal size clock at this point. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, poor, somebody get that man a clock. That's pretty funny. You know, one thing I didn't know that, like, I didn't grow up watching short track racing that much, and usually Martinsville was kind of a boring race to me up until the last couple of years, especially, like, after Gordon's win, but watching the race uh, yesterday and seeing how the guys would run in a pack directly after the restart, it was really interesting. I think when they, they showed Kyle Busch, uh, how he didn't necessarily run the exact bottom line, he kind of took this weird... Uh, outside arc to it to get a better runoff whenever he actually had to like go chase down people and that really made it interesting for me uh to watch the race and seeing how guys would just kind of hold them back and I, I don't i don't know how many people just knocked into each other i think bubba wallace just tried to hit everything um that's funny because bubba actually said that he said we hit everything but the pace card today he's like but there's always phoenix yeah <laughs> yep 
Yeah, and you know that's usually kind of how I always chalked up Martinville. It's like whoever wanted to make a pass, you had to hit somebody. But seeing yeah. uh, somebody like Kyle Busch kind of just take this weird outside arc to chase down well, cars until he got to did them. Did you notice Chase did that too? I thought it was so weird the way he was coming into turns because he would be so wide coming in. He would go up high and then he would like dive down to like get that run out of the corner. Yeah, and the way that the camera has that angle is whatever car is behind him looks like he's just going to get, you know, bopped out the way and yeah. ends up like next thing you know, by the time he gets to the next set of corners, he's already like two car lengths ahead. And it was just really weird to see that. And I don't think I've ever really like noticed that watching Martinsville until last week. It's funny because every driver does it differently there too. And I was I agree. I was the exact same way when I was younger. I thought Martinsville was boring, but I thought it was boring because I never knew what was really happening. When I was younger, because cars were getting lapped the entire race, and it was, like, so confusing for me to tell who was in the lead and who wasn't. And then when I went to Martinsville in person for the first time, I think it was, like, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But when I saw it in person, I absolutely fell in love with Martinsville. And now short tracks and road courses are – short tracks, road courses, and super speedways are my favorites. Yeah. I mean, right out the rip, those guys were getting into each other. Seriously, was it, I think it was Eddie DeHaunt came over the radio and told Chase Elliott the, to wreck Joey Logano this week and wreck him next week, at week two. Yep. Because uh, Logano was being an idiot, and then Hamlin was bumping on somebody, Keselowski was bumping on, t- it was, it was a great freaking race, I thought. Especially Harvick's situation? Oh, I thought yeah. that was amazing to see that comeback. Was it seriously, though? Because what did Harvick end up? Like, two laps down? Yup. Two laps down, and he made it all the way back up there until he took himself out. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. If he didn't try, he never he would have been wondering forever, you know? Yeah. He just dumped OKFB a little too hard, sent himself around. <laughs> sent himself around. I'm telling you, that was a hell of a save by KFP. That's a big whoops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, because Kyle didn't even touch a single wall or nothing. No, it was the most perfect. He was still moving forward, spun around in the exact same lane, never even came close to the wall, and then as soon as he was right, he went straight and crossed the start-finish line, and I was like, damn, you're a driver. You're such a good driver. But like, just like Chris said, you knew he knew that was coming, so he was prepared. He was absolutely ready to be turned. I mean, he ran up top. <laughs> like he tried to get away from him. And Kevin Hart was like, what? he's like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good save by him. That was super cool. You know what's funny? I actually, I was thinking about this earlier, and this has not much to do with NASCAR, but to the people who listen to our show, there's some people in Ireland because our analytics show that like the U.S. is like. Number one for listeners, right, at like 91 or 92%. But Ireland's been holding steady at 2% since this started, and Canada's right below them. If, you, if you're listening to us in Ireland or Canada, can you just tweet at us at NASCAR WTN and let us know who you are? Because I'd like to have a conversation with you. I think that's so cool. Gosh, right? oh, that's awesome. I swear. I'll, let's go to Dublin. Oh, that'd let's be amazing. Go. I had a blast last time I was in Dublin. Granted, it was like 13 years ago, but still, I want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll be sure to take pictures. I don't watch your stupid pictures. Did you see, though, I think I sent you a screenshot that, like, everyone on Hendrick's team is running the neon yellow on their numbers for uh, Jimmy Johnson this weekend? Yep. I think that's amazing. I'm not playing. I saw that, and then I started thinking. I was like, damn, this is really Jimmy's last race. And I started to get emotional at work thinking about it. It's it's wild to think about, man. It's all the years he's been in. The guy's done so much and accomplished so much. It's sad. I think I I'm going to become an IndyCar fan, though, man. I'm 100% going to see how he, Indy for Jimmy. Oh, there you yeah, go. I want to see how he does on that side. I watch some IndyCar races. Like, I like Joseph Newgarden. There's a couple other guys out there I like. I watch some of them, but it's not like a, if it's on, I'm recording it, or I get notifications on my phone to let me know that it's starting kind of thing. It's just one of those, if it's on, I'm like, oh, IndyCar's on, and I'll turn it on. I mean, that's a whole different beast right there. Oh, you know what? So much has happened in the last two weeks that we haven't even talked about. Larson to the five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. Yeah, I think him going to Hendrick is just, I don't like it. And I think Eric Jones deserved that spot more than Kyle Larson did. And... I think Eric Jones is not going to do much in the 43 because it's not great equipment, and I feel so bad for him because he really is a good driver, I think. But how cool would it be if Jones gets in that 43 and just starts making moves? And wins? But when was the last time a driver won in the 43? I couldn't tell you. Eric Almarola. 100%. And was that not a rain delay race, though? I believe it was. Right. So when was the last time a driver really won in that car? Nah, who knows? It's about to be Eric Jones. I got faith in him. Richard Petty was the last time something, I swear. Like, I don't, I, maybe it'd be super cool to see. And then you were right, Matt. It was, that was you, wasn't it, Matt? Uh, Diddy Hamlin Jordan are the 23XI. Yep. And they are driving. He is running the 23, the number 23. And yeah, Toyota. Toyota, yep. And Domino's, I believe, is going to be a sponsor because Diddy Hamlin had a little Domino's patch on his fire suit this weekend that was brand new it's gonna be interesting to see yeah and i know bub has actually asked domino's to sponsor him before because he loves domino's pizza (laughs) like which i don't even understand but i feel like even more happened that i can't remember shout out to ty dylan on the new baby oh yeah that's right oh and sad news chase briscoe and his wife lost a baby this weekend that's that's yeah. Horrible. That's a real downer. Sorry. <laughs> now, now he has to win Phoenix. Uh, right? I just like, I mean, that's twice now, and that's so sad. Like, Kyle Bush, where you at? Reach out to him because Kyle Bush and his wife, Samantha, struggle through that stuff also. So, like, go give him a, go give him a, uh, some information or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah, that's really sad for Chase Briscoe and his wife, though. But, yeah, Ty Dillon had his... When did he have his... Was it Friday night? Yeah, I think Thursday Jimmy Johnson Friday? flew him right after the Texas race to go see yep. his uh, go see his child. That's so cool. That speaks to Jimmy Johnson's character more than anything. I mean, we're... Jimmy Johnson <laughs> is one of the nicest freaking guys, man. NASCAR is yeah. a great ambassador to the sport. 100%. He's just so nice, and he's so genuine. And it's like... It's just like Dell Jr., like... The amount of people's careers that Dell Jr. has effect, affected and and fans don't even realize, Jimmy Johnson is seriously like a mentor to 
everyone out there. And I don't think that Jimmy actually has like a bad word to say about anybody genuinely. Like I've never heard him like obviously fired up after a race if some crazy mess went down. But yeah, Tipper's a flare, but I'm with you. He's just solid dude. It's crazy. It really does feel like a changing of the guard. I mean, if I have to think about, you know, I've been watching racing since I was, you know, just a little kid, maybe three years old. And having yeah. you know remember all the drivers now, like everyone's just leaving. And now I'm looking at people like Kislowski and and Logano as veterans of the sport that you know they're kind of up uh-huh. there in that just that veteran like age range, along with Kevin Harvick. And it's like he's oh my gosh, these guys used to be babies, you know, yep. not that long ago, and they're almost just kind of trying to figure out if they were valid, you know, validated as drivers. And, you know, now we have William Byron, who's a baby, but he's been there for a little bit. Chase has been there for a little bit. Chase, what? It's not that long. Five seasons. Yeah. So it's like all these veterans, they're they're really gone. I mean, Matt Kenseth came back, but no one's really kind of giving him that credit. But, you know, Ryan Newman, I think, is, what, the oldest guy there now after Clint Boyer? I thought it was Harvick. Maybe. I might be. Harvick is looking pretty old. I mean, the change in the guard is coming. I'm, I'm I not think ready Harvick's for it. like, no, I think Harvick's like 44. I don't know how old Ryan Newman is, though. I'm going to Google it, though. Speaking of Harvick, did you ever figure out why his kid was in the hospital? Oh, he looked like he had like a splint on his arm. Like, but you know what was so cute? Like, he's totally okay. He's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, but bad day for Delena, his wife. Like, could you imagine? Your husband loses in so sadly, like in the worst fashion. And then you're in the ER with your son. But when his son was in the ER, and I didn't even notice it the first time I looked at the picture. When his son was in the ER, he actually had a fire suit on. Uh, That's legit. And I thought that was super cool. Um, But yeah, he's okay. Gotcha. You know, what's funny is I did see on Twitter today, somebody was like, was this the actual passing of the torch? And it was when Jimmy Johnson pushed Chase Elliott to victory lane at Watkins Glen. I felt feels And like I was it. like, and then, then I started to get emotional again. I was like, oh my God, Jimmy's leaving. I'm not playing. I'm probably going to go full girl on you Sunday, Matt, and cry. Hey, I'm down. We'll do it together, girl. So I think we do a wrap up here and do our greatest takes, worst takes, and what would we change I love Martinsville, dude. Everything about it. Right out the rip, they're getting into each other. Uh, hands down, the greatest thing is Chase winning that because he was one of the, the drivers that had to win to make it to the next round. I don't think I would... I mean, make it a Saturday race would probably be the only thing I would change. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then we were just fortunate this week since our game was on Thursday... I was not committed yeah. to any games on Sunday, so I got to sit and watch the whole race. Granted, I was at work, but yeah, it worked out. And then I can't think of a single thing I didn't like. I enjoyed the whole race. Well, disregard. What I didn't like was that whole situation with Eric Jones. Yeah. But we already talked about that. Teammates are going to be teammates for the better good. And I don't blame him. It just it is what oh, it I is. Do. I do, but just because... Just because if he was staying Denny Hamlin's teammate next year, cool. Bro, you got fired. Screw Denny Hamlin and that team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but him being able to, like, air quote, take that order and follow it to help the team advance, maybe other people will see it and then, I don't know. I know. I don't know. 
What about you, Chris? Uh, I agree with a lot of Matt's points. I don't really think I would change anything. Uh, Martinsville is one of those only, Martinsville is probably one of the only tracks that I'm okay with 500 laps of it. 100%. I kind of wish it was a Memorial Day race. <laughs> that's, that's about it. But no, nah, there's nothing, there's nothing I would change. It was a great race. Uh, there was no real worse takes. Um, things happen. Uh, you get by them and I'm ready for this weekend. Yeah. yeah. what you got, Steph? Uh, my greatest take, I agree with you, Matt, is Chase Elliott winning because I just think that that kid has had a car all season long. And I think that um, the way he's performed in the playoffs and when he's had the pressure on him, is he's good. He's good, and I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Alan Gustafson, and I'm excited for Eddie DeHaan for real. Um, my worst take, honestly, would probably be Harvick. Just because of the season that he had, like it sucks that you dominate for so long and then don't make it yeah. and don't get a shot. I think that sucks, but at the same time, it's this, it's sports, period. It's not just this sport. It's every sport, you know? Um, so that's just the way it goes. If I could change anything, then it would probably be what you said, make it a Saturday race. But no part of me is not watching Martinsville 100% if it's on. And 100%. I would... I could do I could do about eight hundred laps at Martinsville. Yeah, dude. Let Let's just run it for twenty four hours one year. Let's see what happens. I I'm so down. Give them an intermission though, just to like get some snacks, right? And use the bathroom. Just take put them back in all there. the teams, and they only have one car, and they just got to <laughs> rotate out their drivers accordingly. Bruh, that's I'm. That'd be solid. I don't hate that. <laughs> Could you? But that sucks for the teams that only have like that, that don't have four cars, yeah, or four drivers, and it's like Eric Jones in the forty three is just out there all day, all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Chase Byron and Bowman are taking a freaking nap while Larson's out there running his laps. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man, I love Martinsville. I'm so excited for Phoenix next weekend. I'm so excited to see who wins this championship. Um, in all series and, uh, yeah, you know what? Hold on. Before we actually say goodbye real quick, I didn't understand that about Martinsville. Martinsville only allowed 1000 fans in, but there are stands around that entire track. Yeah. I don't get it. Why were they all on the front stretch? It's probably the state or the government's uh, decision to do that. I, I have no clue. That's dumb. Not to mention we know the vortex for real, so it doesn't matter where you're sitting because they're just pulling COVID out of everybody's mouths in there and swirling it around yep. the track. <laughs> Those hot dogs. I heard that the hot dog thing was closed, and people That's were upset sad. about that. Yeah, I'd be upset. You... That's sad. Yeah, because they're bomb. <sighs> I can't wait to go back to Martinsville and have a chili dog. Mm. Uh, that's on my bucket list now is, is to go to a Martinsville race. You've not been to Martinsville? I haven't been anywhere on the East Coast. I mean, I've been to Atlanta, but that was like, I, I sat in a van and then went on the banking. That's, that's as much wow. as I've done. Well, Matt and I will go to Martinsville next year and send you pictures. How about that? I mean, I'll send you pictures. Because <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> you're not invited, you loser. I'll send you pictures Stop of Rattlesnake I don't Hill. even want to, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. I'd like to give a shout yeah. out to the E-NASCAR Coke Series, who's doing their final race at Homestead tonight. They are. My boy Bobby Zelensky. They uh, are. can pull out this win. 
Oh. Uh, I used to race with him a couple years ago. But yeah. No kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, he raced with him a couple <laughs> years ago. And uh, Matthews was left behind because he didn't make the cut. Now this guy's racing for 100 grand. Oh, you have no idea. It, uh, those guys are fast. Yeah. There's definitely a big difference between pros and, and you. amateurs like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hoping, hoping Bobby can win. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm really mad at Chris right now. Um, oh, just, it's just a little bit. <laughs> Non-stop going in. I don't think you'd be that mad. I don't think you'd be that mad if uh, your boy didn't win. Uh-huh. You're not wrong. Um, if you guys uh, want to follow us on social media, we are at NASCAR WTN on Instagram and Twitter and Fast Cars and Freedom on Facebook. And if you want anything to hear anything discussed on the show, then you can reach us at fastcarsandfreedomwtn at gmail.com. Hey, Ireland and Twitter, send us, or Ireland and Twitter, Ireland and Canada, send us a, a tweet or send us an email or something and let us know who you are. Maybe we'll send you something. Um, 100%. Yeah. And if you guys are still hanging around, make sure you guys hit that like, follow, subscribe, rate, leave comments. Anything and everything is greatly appreciated. Constantly trying to grow, progress, make this better for you guys as listeners. And we just want to get content out there to you guys. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, do we have any winners this weekend, Steph? We did have a winner. Um, I can't remember what her Twitter was. It was at Roro something. We reached out to her. And if you listen, she has not replied to us um, to get her koozie. But she picked Chase to win this weekend. So, as soon as we get her information, we'll send it out to her. Solid. But, yeah, this has been episode 14, Clint Boyer. And uh, we hope to see you in Victory Lane.